Mayday, Mayday! What is that? I don't know. We can't transmit because something else is already transmitting. Transmitting from where? What? Somewhere close. The signal's strong. Somewhere close? You mean on the island? That's great. What kind of transmission is it? It could be a sat phone, maybe a radio signal. Can we listen to it? Let me get the frequency first. Hold on. It's the rescue party. It has to be. Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello and welcome to episode number 30 of the Generally Speaking Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we are coming to you with a podcast devoted to the episode titled Tabula Rasa, which is season one, episode three. We want to bring to you some news regarding our show. And if you tuned in last week, which was the very first episode of the summer review of season one and two, you will know that we kind of had, we had tried this whole Lost 101 slash 401 (laughs) concept, and that just did not work out very well. So the first thing we're going to tell you, if you're a brand new listener to our viewer to Lost, you are going to be spoiled in this podcast. Probably beyond belief. Beyond belief, because there was just no way that we're going to be able to discuss the review of these episodes and not clue into it was very difficult it was extremely it, difficult I mean, it was impossible yeah and and to it be really honest was. with you i did not enjoy the podcast nearly as much as i thought i was going to last week okay. and so uh we are just completely going to be full of spoilers and and to be honest with you i didn't even get a single call from somebody that says they were viewing for the very first time uh but we did get a lot of feedback from our regular listeners okay. People who are already addicted to loss, but I'm sure there are new listeners out there. And as somebody had commented, perhaps you might enjoy the fact that you'll be able to ask questions. And so, if you are viewing Lost for the first time, you see something in an episode, in an episode, and you have a question, call us on our listener line at area code four one three five two one zero nine five eight, and we'll try to answer it in our show. Uh, so that might be something that could even be beneficial rather than something that's negative. So anyway, I also want to mention that this podcast episode is going to be sponsored by Chris at CreatureHTPC.com. Now, Chris has been doing home theater PCs for many years now, and he is a personal friend of my best friend, Robert Johnson. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that at the end of the show, but we certainly appreciate his sponsorship. And one other thing I want to mention is that the the whole idea of our summer review of seasons one and two schedule. Hmm. Boy, were we <laughs> enthusiastic. And uh, when we put that together, we said, you know, hey, there's going to be two episodes a week. And then on the f- season finale of Lost season one, we're going to watch three of them in one week. And... It has been difficult to fit these into our schedule, at least the past couple of days. Now, of course, summer has just started here and everything. But, it, I mean, Stephanie and I didn't even watch this episode together. No, there, there was no time. There was absolutely no time whatsoever. In fact, we did a recording this weekend of a podcast for My Crazy Life. <laughs> and it's called, it's going to be called, or titled, 
a day in the life of the Ravenscrafts, and it's going to be you. It's going to be done in stereo. So when you do listen to it, you want to hear it with your headphones on or earbuds or whatever, <laughs> because you're going to actually be able to dive into our world. And it'll probably be about a forty-five minute to an hour long podcast. But we took our microphone with us everywhere we went this past Saturday, and you guys will be amazed at how much we covered uh, that day. So the the truth is, though. We did bite off a little bit more than we chewed. Okay, we bit off a little bit more than we can chew when it comes to our viewing schedule. So we're going to dump the viewing schedule altogether. The only thing we will tell you is that our commitment is to do everything within our power to bring you at least one podcast every week. And I I know the original question that's going to come out of everybody's mouth is, what are we going to do? There's not enough weeks in the summer to, to do it if you don't do but two a week. But there's going to be, they're going to start with seven episodes of season three, and then we're going to have a 12-week hiatus where we could kind of go and... Finish up. Finish up and fill in. So the the whole news story about, you know, seven weeks on and then 12 weeks off in the, the uh, season three schedule, that actually is good news to us and kind of relieves the pressure. So we appreciate those of you who would be willing to uh, accept our... Um, offer of apology yeah Yeah. we would well it's not a condolence that's right (laughs) nothing we (laughs) it's late we need to just move right along okay stephanie why don't we tell them about the new format of the show okay let's go you start us off what we do is we take a laid-back approach to talking about loss that's right we break down our discussion into a few main sections first off we'll do a brief audio recap of the episode which are my favorite and then we will move into our character analysis segment, which may be my favorite. <laughs> How many favorites can you have? Well, we'll move in after that, which will be my favorite, and that will be the island mystery exploration segment. And then, of course, you, our listeners, are part of our show, and we will bring in your feedback in the listener feedback segment. And then, of course, every week we'll try to dig out some lost in the news. Which is really kind of scarce right now. But we'll try. And then we'll include our listener-contributed segments, such as our lost experience reports, weekly trivia updates, whenever those come in. Now, sometimes those aren't going to be coming in because those usually will come in on Friday evenings, and we may actually record a podcast on Tuesday or Wednesday Wednesday. like we are doing right now. So. Uh, When those are available, we'll also throw those into the format of our show. So there's a lot to cover, and let's uh, go ahead and start with your audio recap. Don't trust her. She's dangerous. Fever's running pretty high. I'm guessing you have no idea who the hell you're talking about. My cuffs. My jacket pocket. Jacket pocket. We should make camp. What, here? Yes, here. I'm not stopping you. I have a nice cookout. Excellent. Walk through the jungle in the dark. Ooh, afraid the trees are going to get us? No. What is knocking down the trees will get you. Well, you're so worried about me. How about you give me the clip back? Put your gun back in your pants, Sawyer. <sighs> Saeed's right. You keep walking, you're not going to make it to the beach. No Wait. one's going to tell them anything. To relay what we heard, without fully understanding it, will cause a panic. If we tell them what we know, we take away their hope. What do you think she did? It's none of my business. She looks pretty hardcore. Early. 
Who's doing? Standing guard. You heard what they said's out you there. You took my gun off me, boy? Please, you've never even held a gun. He doesn't believe in guns. He goes on marches. I don't go on give marches. Give back to me. Oh, yeah, give it to Al Jazeera. He'll protect Al Jazeera's a network. I'll keep the damn gun. We should give it to her. Yeah. Kate should hold the gun. Fine with me. Good morning. Morning. You're sleeping in my sheep pen. Sorry. What's your name? So you want to tell me why you're trespassing on my property? My wife died eight months ago Wednesday. She left me with too many chores and a hell of a mortgage. If you help me with the first one, I'll give you a fair wage and a place to stay. Deal. Uh, I'm a lefty. We weren't able to send out a call for help. But we're not giving up. If we gather electronic equipment, your cell phones, laptops, I can boost the signal and we can try again. But that may take some time. So for now, we should begin rationing our remaining food. We couldn't send out a signal because there was another signal blocking it. I wanted to tell you. Anything else? How is he? Man with the shrapnel on the side. It's touch and go. You wake up? Just for a few seconds during the surgery. Say anything? And that guy keeps mumbling, she's dangerous, she's dangerous, over and over. It's not my business. Not my problem. Yeah, you're right. We'll let Johnny Fever take care of her when he gets better. He's not getting better if we don't get some stronger antibiotics. That stuff I got from Just the luggage. Ear infections and foot fungus. We went through everything, man. What about that luggage in the overhead compartments? That's inside the plane. Yeah? But the bodies are in there, and they're all dead. Look, I'll handle it. Why don't you keep an eye hey, on it? Yeah, I'd love to want it. You do this back home, too? Steal from the dead? Brother, you gotta wake up and smell the gold crap here. Rescue ain't coming. Just not looking at the big picture, Doc. You're still back to civilization. Yeah? And where are you? Me? I'm in the wild. How's the baby? It's okay, I think. Good. So your, uh, your husband was... He on the flight? Oh, no, I'm not married. Oh. I know, how modern of me. Well, who needs men, right? You've been here for almost three months, honey. And every time I ask you about yourself, you get that look in your eye. I always knew you'd leave here someday. I guess I hoped it wouldn't be in the middle of the night. Hey, honey, why don't you just stay one more night, eh? I'll drive you to the train station first thing in the morning. I promise. Okay. I get it, you know. Everyone deserves a fresh start. I saw your mugshot, Kate. I am not a murderer. How long have you known? A couple of days. I saw your picture in the post office. I guess they knew you were down under. Why? The reward's $23,000. I told you when I met you. I got a hell of a mortgage. Mr. Locke said a miracle happened to you. Yeah, well, a miracle happened to all of us, Walt. We survived the plane crash. The others are getting upset. They want to know what's going on inside the tent. I'm trying to save his life. Rumor has it you can't. 
sure wouldn't want to be the one with that gun right now. So everyone's sitting out there listening to that poor boy scream all night. Knows what's got to be done. The only one that can do it is the one with that gun. Don't act so surprised. Heard you tell the hero the same thing. Listen to me. No, you need to keep quiet. Listen to me. No matter what she does, no matter how she makes you feel, just don't you trust a word that she says. She will do anything to get away. You know, you would have got away if you hadn't saved him. What did you do? What you couldn't. Look, I get where you're coming from being a doctor and all. But he wanted it. Hell, he asked me. So I don't like it any more than you do. Something had to be done. Oh, no way. I found your son's dog. What? Vincent? I tethered him to a tree just over there. I want to tell you what I did. It doesn't matter, Kate. Who we were. What we did before this, before the crash. It doesn't really... Three days ago, we all died. I'll be able to start over. Lost Character Analysis. So now here we are in the character analysis segment. Now this is new for me, and, and those of you who have been generally speaking lost listeners for a very long time. I, I had considered calling this the relationship crap segment, but I decided to go with character analysis. And this is actually something I have really enjoyed about Lost and and have really... Well, Stephanie's look at me real funny like, no, you haven't. You haven't. No, I really have. One of the things... Okay, I haven't really enjo- enjoyed it as much as I enjoy the mystery, but now that I during the summer review, I'm not actually going to be looking for new mystery, uh, at least for reveals. We're going to see some more insights to the mystery, probably. But now I'm going to be able to focus on something that is intriguing in the show, and that is the fact that these producers are actually having us have these people tell the real story of life in a lot of ways. And I've heard about some... Uh, people who are viewers of this show who actually allow their children to watch this with them. Now, I may question whether or not that that's a wise thing to do, at least up to a certain age, but, you know, 14, 15, 16 years old, there are a lot of uh, themes in this show that that really could spark some good conversation. Mm -hmm. And uh, so what we'd like to do is just take a couple moments of each episode and talk about some of these people, who they are, how they got to be who they are, what kind of decisions are they making or have they made, where have those decisions led them, what kind of things in our own lives do we have in our past that where we can relate with some of the characters on the show. And so since this episode is a Kate-centric episode, we'll start the discussion with her. What, do you, what, do you, what is it about Kate that, that you like? I like that she's good or bad. She is whatever she wants you to believe she is. Because when she's in the jungle and Sawyer and Saeed are fighting over who should hold the gun, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Everyone agrees that it should be Kate. They all trust her, and they trust her enough to, to be in charge of the weapon. And that's the only side that she's portrayed to them. But back on the beach, Hurley sees her mugshot. Yes. And is all freaked out. She's dangerous. She's dangerous. Um, what'd she do? What'd she do? So I just think that it's... I really like that about her because she can look... She can have that that bad girl, nasty, mean kind of look. Or she could have... She can be freckles. She can be the sweetest face you've ever seen. Right. Well, one of the things that kind of struck me in this episode is where Kate jerks the wheel and crashes the truck off the road uh, with her and Ray in it. And then, of course, he saves, or she actually saves Ray's life when it actually cost her her own chance to escape from the marshal. Which means she's not bad. She she's is, not. I mean, she. we know from other episodes that she's flat out murdered people. I mean, at the bank, didn't she murder somebody? Or did she just shoot them? She shot them in the leg. Okay, you're right. But anyway, the fact is is that she She's only killed one person. Okay. That being her father in the fire. Well, we know that she's done that. Of course, there could be, you know, some people... As far as we know so far. Right. There could be some people that would justify maybe something of that if it was a sexual harassment kind of thing or or maybe where he had abused her mother uh, and, and things of that nature. Um, Which is what I think they lead you to believe. That is what they lead you to believe. But there is something her dad, her stepdad said that she, he said, you know, listen, I'm, you know, you, deep down inside, you're a murderer and I'm not. Or she, Remember that statement? Mm-hmm. Why didn't you tell me the way it was my father? Well, I didn't tell you because I knew you'd kill him. So why didn't you kill him? Because I don't have murder in my heart. So there is something we don't know about her that that we haven't seen uh, the full picture of. One thing that I did get from this, and and I never picked it up until I viewed it this time, that is, I believe that uh, we have more to see in upcoming flashbacks from Kate. Of the Marshall? Of the Marshall and Kate. I knew you were going to go there. I I absolutely um, picked that up this time, that there was some kind of relationship. He fell for her. Yeah. He she he was caught or he had caught her. Uh, they fell in. This is my theory. They mm-hmm. fell in love, and she totally used her ability to to charm, charm people, mm-hmm. and 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 basically it turned out to hurt him in the end. And that did you notice he wears a wedding ring? So he was married. So maybe he left his wife to be with yeah. her, and and may, maybe yeah, that could be a. See, I I wouldn't have even picked up on the wedding ring thing. So I believe that, yes, there is some kind of relationship because he said, listen, no matter how she makes you feel. Listen to me. No matter what she does, no matter how she makes you feel, you don't do trust a word that she says. She will do anything to get away. I want to talk to her. Tell me what she did. I want to talk to her alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, hello, that just screams like, I used to feel the same way, don't fall right. for it, kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. is Jack wrong for falling for her? You know, that I wonder. But Kate has definitely made... No, because the only other option is Sawyer, and I just don't want to see them together. <laughs> well, I don't know, there's a couple other extras. Maybe she'll hang out with Frogert. Nah. 
So here's the deal with Kate. You know, what's going on? I believe that she had... I mean, I think that the show has a theme of daddy issues for most everybody. She obviously had some daddy issues herself. So there's Kate's growing up childhood that we haven't yet seen. There is the time from where the she blows up her dad in the house to the time when she goes to visit mom in the hospital. So there is a lot that we still don't know about Kate. Right. You know, is she really what her stepdad said, a murderer at heart? Or is she is is there just something that has really messed up her her reality? So that's a good question. Yeah. Anyway, the next uh, next people that I want to talk about is Jack and Sawyer. Now, Jack and Sawyer have had issues from day one and still continue to have some issues, except for at the end yeah. of the season two, I was really blown away when... When, when Sawyer S- says, you're the closest thing I have to a friend. Yeah. It, I was really blown away by that. and. And so that that was pretty cool. But anyway, we've got in this episode we have Jack is entering the plane uh, to go and look for some medications and things of that nature. He finds Sawyer uh, combing through the fuselage for a different reason. He's out there doing a little personal shopping, and then of course Jack berates him for disrespecting the dead. Uh, but Sawyer tells Jack to get with the program, and uh, Jack still thinks that they're in civilization. civilization, civilization. <laughs> but Sawyer realizes, and he says, listen, I'm in the wild. And and they are kind of in the wild. They, absolutely they are. Nobody's come to save them. They, there are no rules. There are no laws on this island. Not yet, but don't they set some? Well, they, I mean, but who really has the authority to set the rules? So, I mean, that's been a yeah. clear-cut problem. I mean, you, you've you got the tension between who decides who can and cannot do something. Right, right. If you know what I mean. And, uh, of course, we see that that's what started the tension between Jack and Sawyer. Those items that Sawyer collects just seem to be a really... I mean, Sawyer did something in, in this episode that goes to show that he made a wrong decision there. And that is this whole idea of hoarding everything and keeping it for yourself and using it as leverage or tools against other people. And that is collecting all of these items, keeping them for yourself, and then using them as bargaining chips. As if Well, he's... Sawyer's been on his own his whole life. Yes. So whether it's right or wrong, it's all he knows. That that is all he knows. But here here's the deal. The whole title of this episode is Tabula Rasa. And I was very excited that we have some very smart listeners on our that have joined our generally speaking lost forum. Because I put it out there, I said, you know, hey, Tabula Rasa, what does that mean? Why did and I even titled the the uh, post, and I was kind of proud of myself. I did Tabula what? <laughs> and so I found out that they did the the etymology of the word, and it actually boils down to clean slate. And of course, we have um, Ray uh, using this line mm-hmm. in here. He says, "Everyone deserves a fresh start." So the whole point of this is everybody deserves a fresh start. And what a perfect opportunity for Sawyer to have a fresh start. I mean, here's the deal. He's lived his life seeking revenge for the death of his parents. And it's brought him nothing but pain and suffering. It's cost him the love 
of his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, he, he's basically all alone. And he continues on this search all the way to Australia and then ends up killing a man who probably just owed somebody a couple bucks. He did. He was tricked. He was tricked. And and now, you know, he's, he, he basically is on this island. He has the ability to take a fresh start. And of anybody on the island, I have not seen him take that opportunity. Well, and he tells Kate, you run and I con. That's what I do. Like, I'm never going to change you. Doesn't he? He even says... Uh, the tiger can't change its stripes. Yeah. Um, he's the one so character that one seems character to refuse that. that. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think he wants to change. He is almost as if he enjoys being miserable, but it's obvious that he doesn't. Right. Maybe we'll see some change in him in season three, being that he's being held by the others now. Right. Then, of course, uh, you know, Sawyer gives Saeed a hard time, calls him Al Jazeera, <laughs> which is kind of funny. So, basically, you know, he, he berates Saeed, saying he's, you know, a terrorist and causes all kinds of problems with him. And, of course, they get into a huge fight. And uh, he's just really obnoxious through this epi- episode. He really is. And then he goes and he tries to put the marshal out of his misery and misses and makes it worse. Yeah, but the thing is, is you know, is that assisted suicide? You know, and, you know, is there really any way that he could have lived? Now, one of the things... You just said yourself, they're no longer in civilization. They're in the wild. Well, that's what I... That's what their feeling is. I mean, obviously, there just seems to be that, hey, who's going to... What's going to stop right. us now? But here's here's the deal. My, now what I'm thinking is this brings in Jack back into the picture here, and Saeed comes to Jack and asks him a, a question. Here's what he says: The others are getting upset. They want to know what's going on inside the tent. I'm trying to save his life. Rumor has it you can't. Now rumor has it that you can't. But what we don't know about Jack at this point is the fact that Jack is no stranger to performing miracles, or at least uh, having performed at least one miracle, at least one, and having attempted several, at least another. So, you know, is Jack trying to save this man's life? And was Sawyer not wrong for for trying to take his life and, and not give the up? Here's the here's the deal where I'm coming to, okay? Is it possible that the healing properties of the island could have saved the marshal? Wouldn't they have already? Not necessarily. I guess it could be very possible. I mean, Locke immediately had the use of his legs. Uh, Rose, I guess, if, if I remember correctly, pretty much felt right away that something had changed. Um, baby Aaron, however, if our theory is right and that, that baby Aaron... Wait a second. We're getting back to the the mystery part of this, but we don't want to have to be tied down to this format. But here's the deal. Sawyer had some issues and of course he was pretty bummed when, you know, he had shot him and then all of a sudden, you know, starts gagging on his own blood. Yeah, and Hurley goes, "Oh, no way." <laughs> Hurley, he's got some of the best lines. He does. So, yeah, Sawyer we definitely has some issues. He and Saeed had fights. And then we move into Charlie and Claire. Was your this husband... is going to be fun for me to watch them again from the beginning. You know, we see a lot of change in Charlie. And it, Tabula Rasa is this whole idea that Kate gets this 
opportunity to start again with a fresh slate. But a lot of people are getting this opportunity. And we see Charlie's transformation from being a drug addict to kicking the habit to not only kicking the habit with the help of others, but then when he has the opportunity to go back to it on his own, he doesn't. And then he throws the last statue into the ocean. And we see, like I had mentioned earlier, uh, that his story arc has almost pretty much come full circle. It has. But I really hope that they keep him on the island because I really would like to see Charlie come out as a hero because I think that that's something uh, he has always tried to be. He's always tried Mm -hmm. to be a hero. And his dream seems to indicate that he will be the one. Save us, Charlie. Save us all. Remember that? Right. I do. So Charlie definitely has... um, You can tell that they formed a bond immediately. They did. They were they were friends right away. He schmoozed her, and and but the thing is, is he's real quick to just go for a walk with Shannon, and and that kind of just concerned me there for a bit. But you know, hey, wasn't that before that? I don't know. My notes are not in order, so maybe you're right. They didn't go for a walk in this episode. It wasn't in this episode. No, maybe it's see next next week. Walkabout is Is must be next week. It must be. Because that's the only other episode I've watched so far. So, okay. So even now, because it was this episode that they kind of just got all happy with each other. Yep. And then he goes off. I was like, sure, I'll go for a walk with you. I was like, hey, what about Claire? Of course, Shannon was kind of happy with Boone at the end when he brought her some sunglasses. Yeah. See that big smile on her face? Well, that that's another um, that's another thing. You know, obviously Shannon has been this little snot bratty girl. And... You know, she becomes a very loved character. I she think. does, and it, but they only make her lovable just before they get rid of her, and that, that kind of upset me. I think they could have done a lot more with her character, other than just turning it into this love fest out in the middle of the jungle between. Yeah, her but and Maggie Safi. Grace had other plans. So. And then Sun and Jin, you want to tell us about Sun and Jin because obviously, okay, you know, they're my favorites. And Jin has changed so much. I, Charlie has made a fantastic transformation but i think that jen's heart has changed the the most he's fallen in love with his wife again absolutely so son brings the suitcase to jen saying i think i found your suitcase but after he looks at it he says that it's the wrong one which kind of like he was really short no it's wrong you know and she says she'll keep looking like the faithful little wife and uh, which kind of made me want to puke, but that was beside the point. Well, that's she's certain. just all like, you know, I, yeah. Um, so she's changed too because she's grown some backbone. But uh, before she does, he tells her that she's, you know, have you seen yourself? Kind of, you're looking kind of scrubby. You need to go wash up. Kind of like you're embarrassing me, almost. Right, absolutely. And um, and she turns to leave, and then he calls for her and tells her that he loves her. Which is kind of funny, given the encounter that they've just had. But if you look at his face, he he seems to really mean it. And I think he did love her. But now through seeing him up through season two, the end of season two, he has fallen back in love with her. There's a difference between loving her right. and being in love with yeah, her. Yeah, that's what I mean. He, he was in love with her when he went to go ask her dad right. to marry her. And then, and then I I really kinda... I really believe that he started resenting her and their marriage because of the work 
her father made him made do. him do. And so I think that being away from that environment and being on the island has caused him to fall back in love with her. Yeah. I I I would agree with you there. The thing with Jin though is is how could he have ever fallen out of love with her? I think there needs to be some more told about something that that may have happened, you know, that that kind of led to this. I I know the obvious assumption is that, you know, they just drew grew apart as he was working for her father and, and all the like time. That. All the time. All the time. Right when you know, I'd like to see their wedding and and see how they were immediately after that. I mean, what? I mean, his love and and pa- passion for her was just so strong, mm-hmm. strong enough to be willing to go ask her dad. Right. So, yeah, we'll, I, I think we'll see more Sun and Jin flashbacks and absolutely. and give us a little bit more indication of of where their relationship went wrong. They're my favorite relationship. Sun's my favorite character. Yeah, but. Uh... Now, so that was fun. Michael and Walt. Now, Michael's... Uh, I'll tell you, Harold Perrinal probably had the easiest lines to memorize. I mean, Walt! 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 <laughs> I mean, it was, it was like, hello. That was a majority of his script in the pilot. And and uh, anyway, Michael struggles uh, forging a bond with his, his son, Walt, who... You know when I when I heard when I saw this flashback of of Michael and how his son was taken away from him and man that that's heart wrenching stuff there. You know he he obviously it is, but he didn't fight very hard. I how how much could he have fought though? He 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 didn't have any money. He was down on his luck. The guy didn't have anything. And when we get we'll we'll debate that more when we get to that episode, which will coming up pretty soon. The thing is, is I, I think Michael really wanted to be a good dad. He really wanted to be there. And what gets me so upset is that she never gave him those letters. And, you know, Michael always, always tried to maintain some form right. of relationship with his son. And she cut him off. And she cut him off. And that really destroyed that that bond. And And so when Walt now, of course needs michael in his life you know he's like you know you you've never been there for me you don't know me you don't care about me and he's right and and no he the, michael does care you disagree you, th- you, I you disagree. don't think he cares no um i think that this is something that he was thrown into see i, I totally no, disagree. i think that he he had tried to keep um contact they they show us that plain and clear but I think he had begun to live his life accepting the fact that he was never going to have a relationship with his son. And then all of a sudden, Mommy dies and Brian comes. And it was Brian, right? Yeah. And Brian says, I don't want nothing to do Brian with this says, kid. Brian says, this kid's weird. I don't want anything to do with him. You need to come get him. And so all of a sudden, he is, you know, like a truck. And you, but you don't think he wanted it? No. See? I don't. I think I'll- he's a terrible father. <laughs> Whether or not he's a good father or not, I, I think I think circumstantially he had some issues. I mean, but when we get back to when we get into that episode, that's something I really want to focus on because I my recollection is that that he really has been trying. Now that now he hasn't been there, he hasn't had the ability to be there, and and so he struggles with how to be a father. 
I mean, it, it's one thing to be a father and to have your son get to know who you are as a person growing up day by day. But all of a sudden, how old is Walt when his mother dies? I mean, what he, what's he look? In the, like uh, 11, 11 or 12? 12, 13 years? I mean, all of a sudden, you know, this kid, this guy comes out of nowhere and now... You know, you're all of a sudden you're a father. You, you need to be a father to the son of yours, and you're responsible for him. You don't have no idea how to do it. You haven't had the ability to slowly pre- be prepared for fatherhood, and so he was he was thrown into being a father immediately. But I believe he honestly wanted to. Okay. That that's something I believe. But we we can have different views on that. It's mm-hmm. not really a big deal. So um, basically, he wants to know what what this bald guy is feeding to you know into his son's head and he's kind of weird you know he's kind of heard that you know he walks around with orange in his mouth looking like some kind of alien from some other planet or whatever he's a little he's a little skeptical of who john locke is and uh walt shares with him but at this point we all are yeah absolutely especially with the music they play at the end of no doubt Uh, this little with this little cut on his face yeah no doubt I mean, but Walt, you know, Walt says that uh, he was told a secret, and Michael presses the issue, and, and which really bothers me because these two have no relationship. Yes, they're father and son, but there is no relationship there. There, he has no—I don't want to say right because I'll get a lot of slack for that. But he really, he has no right to demand to know what Locke told him. I disagree. And, and that's fine. You can disagree with me, but they there is no relationship there yet. I to believe even I believe that he could have went about it in a different manner. But whether or not he had the right, he is the father, and it is his responsibility as a father to protect his son. He is only the father and by name at this point. That no, by biological That's what I said. I you said by name. Same thing. Okay. Anyway, I am totally disagreeing with you. That 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 son is legally his responsibility, morally his responsibility, spiritually his responsibility. That gives him the right to ask his son. He gave to, it away. What? The right. I he did not give it away. It was taken away. It couldn't have been completely taken away unless he signed it away. <sighs> anyway, he did what he thought was best for his son. And he thought wrong. And he made... I agree with you. He made a wrong decision. But the fact is, he always did Can I did just it. say now, right now, that I like Michael better in season two with the afro than I do in season one the haircut? You have not heard the, the most recent podcast. No, I haven't. Just so everybody knows, there is a podcast out there from the official Lost podcast. Does not have Damon and Carlton on it. And... And I will tell you that it was the biggest waste of my time. <laughs> the the guy, the producer from the ABC Lost podcast, interviewed Malcolm David Kelly and Harold Parnell, and they went on and on about, "Boy, you're taller. Boy, look at how your guys' hair has changed. And wow, are you going to grow a beard? I mean, there was nothing. There was no." substance to the interview i mean i wish i could have the opportunity to interview (laughs) some of the characters on these islands i mean i can imagine a couple questions i would ask but uh 
I mean, it, really, it, go and listen to it, the official Lost podcast. It's it's really not that bad, but but it's frustrating that they had the opportunity to, to at, le- at least ask and confirm. So did you guys make it off the island? Even if they knew and aren't allowed to reveal it. They should still ask. You should still ask the question. Ah, oh, anyway. <laughs> so so we are agreeing to disagree about Michael. Uh, yes, I agree that I'm right and you're wrong. That's okay, because you'll have to play me a clip in a couple of weeks. <laughs> I will. <laughs> All right. And then Walt... And then John ends up helping Michael, which starts yes. to change his view of John. A little bit. A, l- a little bit. And our view of and John. And then, because when Walt goes missing in a couple episodes, it's John who he goes to to help him find him. Yes. Now, here's one of the things that I want to... Let's go ahead and move on to John Locke, who okay. who at this point is... Well, it's a tie between him and Hurley. John Locke is, for the mystery of who he is purposes, is simply my favorite character. I mean, he's got this mysterious aura about him, and I really enjoy how they bring in this whole thing about him having this ability to do all kinds of great things. For example, he spends this entire episode carving a whistle. And he is purposely doing that to make a dog whistle so that he can call for Michael's dog. And then, I mean... Walt's dog. I'm sorry, for Walt's dog. And he goes out of his way to do all of that and doesn't take the credit for it. And that says something about Locke. I mean, I I really enjoy that about him. Now, we're going to get to know Locke more next week, and so I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about him here. And so I just want to say that I'm excited about that, and I'm also excited about Hurley. But uh, we've already talked a whole lot about uh, the character analysis here. The final thing I'll just mention is at the very end, they're playing the really cool, sweet music that just... I had totally forgotten about Hurley's headphones. Oh, yeah. Completely forgot about He's his He's listening headphones. to podcasts. <laughs> On there, yeah. So anyway, one of the things that happened at the very end as they're playing that music is that Saeed throws an apple over to Sawyer. And now Sawyer has had a really bad night. He feels like the scum of the earth. He's been crying, obviously. Well, maybe. (laughs) But the thing is, is Saeed overlooks this whole... Al Jazeera comment and all the other stuff, and and says, "Hey man, you did in a way you kind of did the right thing." So it was kind of like, "Hey, mm-hmm. you know, you did what a lot of us would have would have thought should have been done, but didn't have what it took That's to do." Because it. in a couple of weeks, he's going to stick splinters under Sawyer's fingernails. That's right. So anyway, that's that's our character analysis. And all that- in all in the all in the. Um- Darn it, I lost the word. And you interrupted me just to lose the word. I did. Anyway, that's all we have for our character analysis segment this week. And that's a new segment that we have. What is it? Go ahead. All in the spirit of doing the right thing. Okay, very good. And so I, we would love your feedback on this new segment. And if you have some your some of your own insights and uh, into the... Um, Characters and the analysis of those characters and who they are, we would love your feedback at 413-521-0958. Next, we're going into exploring the mystery. 
We're lost on an island, running from boars and monsters, freaking polar bears. I've looked into the eye of this island, and what I saw was beautiful. Lost, exploring the mystery. So this is where we actually talk about everything outside of just the relationship stuff. So basically, one of the things that I wanted to bring up here is Michael and Son. Now, I know you get mad at me every single time that I bring this up. But I'm telling you, Michael runs from whatever is in the jungle. They don't actually reveal if it's a boar or if it's the, the smoke monster dinosaur nanobot thingamajiggy or what is it but the thing is is he's running from it and he comes out and there is a very naked son and he does not turn his head he continues. he stares and then he tells her i didn't see anything yes creep of a man i told you i didn't like him listen here (laughs) we're done with the character analysis here this is this is the whole theory and stuff like that. Yeah. I believe there is something that we will see in the future, very possibly. He cannot impregnate her by staring at her breast, Cliff. <laughs> it's just <laughs> not going to happen. There is something that's happened that we have not seen. It is a possibility. I'm just saying it's possible. I'm not Don't suggesting Don't my the... character. Who, son? Yes. Listen. The thing is, is that we 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 know that he has seen her, and obviously there would be some kind of thoughts that would go through his mind as a man. No doubt, you see. I mean, he kept looking. I know, and he turned so, away. There was something chasing me, but and then we know. Oh, I don't hear it now. And then we know that son confides in Michael first about the fact that she can speak in English. Yeah, because they're all bonded now. And all. So, and I just wonder if something more happened between the two of those. Because obviously, Son is still very upset about the way that Jin treats her. So, did the island heal Jin of his uh, problems of not being able to impregnate her, or is this Michael's son? And I know that you hate that, and and I would hate to think that they would do that on the island myself. But I'm just what what gets me is how you and so many other people say it's just definitely not possible. I didn't say I, it wasn't possible. Anything I said it's is possible. Just not probable. It's just disgusting. Okay. Okay. Well, Moving I just right along. <laughs> so Michael, since we're on the subject of Michael, yes, makes a what I. What I view as a false promise to his son. Okay, what's that? And that's that they're sitting under the, you know, they're sitting under their little tent that they've made. And he says, as soon as it stops raining, I'll go look for your dog. And you have a theory about how it stopped raining. But then it does stop raining. And he marches off grumbling and complaining about looking for the dog. Yeah. Well, here here's the deal. I mean, obviously you think So, well, if it would have stopped if it would have stopped raining an hour later, would he have went and looked for the dog? You mean would he have played it off as if he had forgotten or mm-hmm. something of that nature? Yeah, well, that's obviously what Walt was thinking and and here's my theory. Walt definitely 
has the ability to control the weather on the island. Without any doubt in my mind, Walt stopped that rain. Now, go back and view it again if you want to, but at least you can even hear it in this clip. You can definitely tell that Walt stopped the rain exactly when he did. And the writers even of the show even wrote into the script a little follow-up just to drive the point home when Walt ki- or when Michael complains about it. So listen to this. If you're my friend, you find Vince. Walt. Look, I haven't given up on your dog. But I'm going to do everything I can to find him. No, you don't. Yeah, Walt, I will. You don't care about Vincent. I'm going to get your dog back as soon as it stops raining. Hey, listen to me. I'm going to get your dog back. Yeah. As soon as it stops raining. Good. Nice. So, there you go. I'm going to get your dog back as soon as it stops raining. And as soon as he says that, Walt makes it stop raining. I believe Walt has the ability, without any question in my mind, to control the weather. That'd be cool. That would be cool. And so... Maybe that explains why he's dripping wet all the time. Yep. And then, of course, there is the theme that we uh, pick up on. And I believe this is actually the very... well. Yeah, this will be the very first time, I think, so far in the series of Lost that this is um, brought up. And it is the concept or the theme that goes throughout the show of people missing body parts. Whether that be a missing eye and being replaced with a glass eye. Whether that be a prosthetic arm with Dr. Candle. Um, Help me out here. Locke loses the use of his legs. Uh... Who was it? Boone? Were they going to chop off his leg? They were talking about that. Yeah. Amputate him. Who else? Anybody? Um, I'm thinking. I I can't think of anybody else off the top of my head. But anyway, the first person they bring up is Ray. And so I wonder if maybe Ray used to work for Dharma and also lost his arm at the same time Dr. Marvin Candle lost his arm in the incident. But here's a clip to go with that. Uh. I'm a lefty. I'm a lefty. So, anyway, I, I don't know if that actually plays into anything, <laughs> but we do know that that there does seem to be a lot of missing arms and body pieces and mm-hmm. stuff like that in this show. And I wonder who else is going to be missing body parts in season, th- season three as we go along. Locke's and, missing a kidney. That's what he's missing. Yes, and Locke's missing a kidney. I want my kidney back. Um, the thing is... I wonder if we will see Ray again in the future in a flashback of what's happened in the past on the island. Maybe. That's that's a little theory of mine that I came up with out of this. Alrighty. And then, of course, the mystery of the island seems to be compounded and confused and, and complicated by the number of secrets that are always kept on this island and how nobody ever shares any information with anyone, and it all started in this episode with Saeed when he says, If we tell them what we know, we take away their hope. If we tell them what we know, we take away their hope. That's baloney. These are adult people. You know, these people have nothing but hope right now. I mean, they're they're all still on the island. I mean, it, it's 
only later that they lose their hope and all of a sudden could care less. But but the fact is is that I believe that the island mysteries are so so strange because nobody will talk to each other to about what anybody says. And the question, you know, the thing is, is they're thinking about bringing Desmond back for season three. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if they will because his character seems to ask too many questions that we right. all want to know. I mean, he's like, so did you guys do this? Did you do this? Where did you see this? Who saw that? What? I mean, right. through the whole season finale, Desmond is doing nothing but asking questions. And, and they're giving answers. People are sharing information. And I wonder if that's just not too dangerous of a type of person to have on the island. And so, you know, they made it clear that they're going to hold secrets with one another and, and not tell everybody. So, anyway. And then, of course, uh, Stephanie, we saw another theme uh, introduced in this. You want to tell it's everybody? the first mention of we're all dead or dead. we've all died or we're dead already. And yes. And here is how Jack said it. Three days ago, we all died. Three days ago, we all died. Yeah. And that has been a reoccurring theme throughout this entire thing. So, did you find anything else that you wanted to bring up that kind of like just mysterious things that we haven't seen? Things left unanswered, anything of that nature? Or should we just move on into listener feedback? Oh, I know. I, I had a thought, and then when you asked me... And then when we were talking about, we're all dead. Anyway, um, so yes, they all keep secrets. But as we heard from Saeed and Jack, he says, you know, people are are wondering what's going on up there in the tent. Jack, you played that clip already. Mm -hmm. He says, well, rumor has it that you can't. So there's already a rumor mill. So whether they share information or not, there's already information getting well that's true and of course um kate comes back and immediately tells and shares secrets with jack and so i guess some stories are shared but the fact is is that 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 this whole idea came out that they shouldn't do it and that kind of bugged me but anyway that's that's how they wrote the show right all righty let's go ahead and move on into our listener feedback segment yes colonel Locke. this line secure Line secure, go ahead. This is Michelle from Texas. This is Kim from Indiana. Josh from California. Jennifer from Florida. Sam in Tucson. Kimberly from California. Paul in Memphis, Tennessee. Listener feedback. Target area is acquired. We are a go. Roger that. Alrighty, I want to first bring up an email that I got from Kevin Bassett. Now, I actually got his email probably about a month ago now. I could be exaggerating. It might only be three weeks, but my life goes by so fast that it's it's all like a day anyway. <laughs> anyway, he had some very constructive feedback. Now, his feedback in the email was great, and I kind of skimmed over it. And the only reason I skimmed over it, because it came at a very bad time. This came after our ho-hum review of Kate's uh, episode titled, what was that? It was Anna Lucia's episode. Or, yeah, Anna two Lucia. Anna Lulu's episode, Two for the Road. And we had called that a ho-hum episode, which created a lot of stir out there. We got so many negative feedbacks at the time. And, and to be honest with you, it kind of wore on us. And the thing <laughs> is, is that... Really? Yeah, a little bit. And uh, we kind of... 
took it out on on our most the the following podcast after that. Anyway, he had some very good constructive feedback, but I really didn't take time to listen to it because this is the subject of the email. It said, "Thank you, good luck, and goodbye." And uh, it was a very long email, and it was very constructive. But you know, I kind of just looked at it, and I had already been sick and tired of all the. I mean, I'm not talking about just negative feedback. I'm talking about personal attacks kind of just very verbal attacks uh, that just came. And it was just really ridiculous there for a while. And so I basically just responded with this very brief little short reply. And I said, hey, thanks for listening to and taking the time to leave your feedback. See you in the next life, brother. <laughs> and then I just signed my name. And so he had spent all that time. <laughs> like, listen, if you're going to title or if you're going to have a subject of your email, say thank you, good luck, and goodbye. And then just go off and off and off about how many different things that you don't like about our show and how it's changed and and stuff like that. Then, you know, pretty much just thanks for listening and taking the time to give me your feedback. And uh, I guess you've already made your decision, so I'll see you in the next life, brother. So that went on and then i was going through some old emails researching one of our for our, our podcast and i you know some time had passed and and stuff like that and i went through and i read it again and i i went through and really took to heart what he said and and he really did share his constructive feedback in a very positive way but he he said that he had made his decision and uh and and that he explained why and so basically, I just shared with him, you know, I said, listen, I realized that from the very beginning, I was a little bit cocky about always talking about our ratings and how many listeners we had. And, and um, you know, there were times when I would let the episodes get kind of just out of control and just free-flowing. We'd just laugh a lot. Then I would get some feedback, and I'd immediately try to rein everybody in and, and keep it all serious. And I've gone through a lot of personal growth through this and and I I will be honest with you that that uh through podcasting and having an audience of thousands of listeners I have revealed a couple character flaws in my own life uh and they've been revealed uh very openly out here in the public and people have picked up on that and and so I've actually learned a couple things about myself that need to be that I need to work on. And so I just shared with him that this is a growth process that that very much this is a part of our life. This is we come here and we live our lives on this on this podcast sometimes and and our thoughts are pretty much not edited out. And so people get who we are. And I explained to him some of the things that were going on. So uh, basically, uh, I, I responded back at length. And do you want to just read where it says, most importantly? Or okay. anyway, he says, I can see that you are embracing what you're learning as you go and that you can make mistakes, but don't swell on them. And then, most importantly. Most importantly, don't let yourselves get bogged down by negativity. Try to acknowledge it and learn from it, but don't let it weigh you down. Especially Steph. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have to say again that it is great to hear Steph getting more into it. She had great comments and great theories. I love that Claire's baby died and was healed by the island theory. Cliff, you have demonstrating, demonstrated a willingness to learn from your mistakes and always try new things, and that keeps the podcast fresh. So I have decided to remain a listener to your podcast. Keep up the good work. I'll be listening, and thanks again for your response. Kevin B. Well, Kevin B., we thank you very much uh, for sticking around with us, and I'm I'm glad that I took the opportunity to read through your constructive feedback and, and that we were able to keep you as a listener. 
Now, Brad B., after the very last podcast we released, uh, he's from Tennessee, and he emailed us, and he says, So, let me get this straight. You're an insurance-selling minister who loves poker? And he says, You're as complicated as any lost character. Amen. And, uh, you know, I, I emailed him back, and I says, Aren't we all? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I am definitely an insurance-selling minister who absolutely loves poker like you would not believe. And if, and I told him, I said, listen, you don't even know the half about me. <laughs> so, anyway. So, if you go to, um, Brad, if you go to our website at ravenscraft.org and go down into um, the archives from April of 05 and right around um, April 18th, you'll see um, where Cliff blogged about um, my labor and delivery of our youngest daughter, McKenna. And very very plainly says that while I was in labor, he was playing online poker at the hospital the majority of the day. So, in the in the, in the so hospital room. That's how. I forgot all about that's that. That's how devoted he is. I go back and read it every now and then. Do you really? Yeah. We'll put a link to that in our it's show It's like notes. the easiest labor ever. I basically did a... I was putting on makeup 30 minutes What? No, it was like an hour. An hour before I delivered. Yeah, there's photos available mm-hmm. and everything on that. Yeah. And and what I'll do is I'll put a link to that blog entry. And what I did is a a, a moment by moment rundown for people who were at <laughs> work like, that day. I'm playing and, poker, <laughs> and I'm checking. You know, and people are going back and forth with comments. And so, uh, you guys will get a kick out of that. That was fun. I forgot all about that, but yeah, I I'm definitely a Texas it's one of the many things I have to hold right over your head. <clears throat> exactly. Next up, we have a voicemail from Alex in the UK. Okay. Hi Cliff, hi Stephanie, it's uh, Alex here from uh, Blackburn, near Manchester in the UK. Um, I've watched Lost from the beginning, and uh, I've just finished re-watching seasons one and two, and I really enjoy listening to your podcast uh, when I'm supposed to be working. <laughs> Anyhow, I've got some ideas for you, some review. Um, since you're splitting your podcast into two, anyway, why not split the cast? So you've got one 101 podcast, and one 401 podcast. It'd help the first time watchers who don't want the spoilers and it'd also help people like us who've watched all the episodes and uh, just want to get to the observations and crackpot theories um also it might be an idea to hunt down a first time watcher and get them to participate in the 101 cast just to keep you guys in check they could uh, they could even have the finger on the applause button when you mention stuff they don't know about yet um anyway yeah thanks very much for doing the podcast and uh, i look forward to uh, listening to the review of episode two bye Alex, thank you very much for your uh, voice feedback. As you have learned at uh, this point in our program, we have ditched the 101 and 401. As that far was... as spo- spoilers are concerned, if you listen to this podcast, you will be spoiled because I'm just not going to try That was hard. Not to. Oh, it was so hard. But uh, I, I still played your comment because we love the British accent. Absolutely. And uh, we, I, I, tell you, I, I may actually enjoy the new Doctor Who series. I think I'm gonna, just going to go spend like some time over there just so I can pick it up because I can't pretend that yeah. I know how to do it. We're, but, we're starting to pick it up because they I don't. I love it. But I love it, and and we're learning the the letters that let us that they don't <laughs> that they don't say. And what gets me is sometimes they pronounce the T and sometimes they don't. Right. And so I, I'm trying to pick it up, and I'd, I I maybe I'll just get a see if we can if anybody knows of a British dialect training podcast out there please send us a link awesome and that would be awesome because we just all start walking around 
We, Stephanie and I want to do nothing more than by the end of the summer be able to do a full podcast review of one of these seasons <laughs> with a British accent. That would be awesome. We'd lose listeners. I could do it with a southern accent, but right. people got upset with me. In a trailer park. <laughs> that came from cars. <laughs> I love Larry, cable guy. He's, He's funny. Hilarious. Anyway, we have another comment, and this comes from Jeff in Buffalo, New York. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie. It's Jeff in Buffalo. Hope you guys are having a good early summer. Hey, I was catching up on my alias and trying to watch the episodes, uh, the prior seasons, and I'm on season three right now, and I hit episode 11 called Full Disclosure. And you guys might want to check it out. The uh, guy from the orientation video is on there. So it's interesting to see the characters from J.J. Abrams' shows intermingled between one another. Of course, there's, that has nothing to do uh, with any answers, but it's just kind of an interesting thing. So you guys take care. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, Jeff. That's, that's really cool. You kind of have to wonder if you're going to see some of these same actors in some of the movies he's doing. Like, he just finds actors that he likes to work with, and so he puts them in everything he does. This goes back to the Gunslinger's crackpot theory of the alias. Yeah. If Maybe he is. A, maybe there is a connection with SD42 and the whole thing. <laughs> Jeff, thank you very much. Absolutely. Enjoy Alias. It doesn't really start to fall apart until Until this last five. season. And well, the end of the past season. They ended it. They ended it well, but right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Enjoy it while it's good. Whatever started last fall. (laughs) Anyway, that's pretty much all we have for listener feedback. Let's go ahead and take a look at the news. Lost in the news. Well, last week we mentioned that Jorge Garcia. Was involved in Celebrity Poker Showdown, and several of our listeners had sent us links to that. I downloaded it and I put together this clip for us. From Harris Casino in the glorious city of New Orleans, five celebrities battle it out at the poker table, helping to raise money for Hurricane Katrina related charities. Playing for Direct Relief International, Jorge Garcia. One and two hundred dollar blinds. Shuffle up and down. Six hundred. Mm-hmm. Look at this. Jorge's betting out with the deuce six on the first hand. Let's see. Making a stone cold bluff. Six hundred to bet. A very nice stone cold bluff. Right. That works. Jorge wins the Good pot. job, Jorge. And the first hand's one on a six high bluff. I'm Jorge Garcia, and I'm playing for Direct Relief International. They provide medicine and medical supplies to uh, places that are like here with crisis. I grew up in South Orange County in California. When I wrestled in high school, I was called the baby-faced killer because of my um, cherub-like face. Poker in general, and especially Holden, has great drama. Anything seems to be beatable with all the hidden hands and all that. A lot of hands can surface from out of nowhere. I think I'm most nervous about Michael Ian Black because he made the championship table before. I call. Wow. He didn't even look at him. He's been kind of sneaky in the practice room, actually. That's a tell. I know that when I get in stressful situations, I'll just start giggling. (laughs) (laughs) When I win at Scrabble, I'm 
I'm a terror. So if I'm winning at poker, it's got to be even that, you know, times ten. <laughs> There's the your ace. Oh, Great flop for Jorge. He's taking a huge lead clubs. here. Right now, Jorge has the best hand with a pair of. Pretty much, Michael needs a doctor to win this pot. Turn is a seven of Ooh. heart. Ooh. The ambulance has left the hospital, but he still needs a king or a seven. He's still an eight to one underdog. But Jorge still has the bigger pair. Let's see the river. He still has the bigger pair. <laughs> river is a nine of hearts. Jorge wins a pot with a pair of aces. Yeah, Jorge. Jorge. Yeah, I mean, he's had no cards, man. I mean, it's about time he won a pot. The river is a ten of wow. clubs. Michael makes a pair of tens. This is laughable. Look at Jorge. Jorge's in shock, man. Dumbfounded. <laughs> Never in the history of Celebrity Poker Showdown have we lost three players in three hands. No. Sorry, Jorge. And all to the I same man. So they love Jorge. From Harris in New Orleans, we wish you all a good night. So there you have it. Jorge Garcia, unfortunately, was not given any good cards. He did have one good hand at the very beginning, and then after that, it was it was all downhill as far as cards. The only thing he could do is just bluff to stay in the game. It, early on, it paid off. You had heard that he, with he with the Stone Cold bluff, he had just basically carried it out. And then there was one pretty decent bluff that he had. But just in his takeaway, he had mentioned that you know sometimes when he's nervous, he'll he'll giggle. And Michael Ian Black had got him to start talking. And as soon as Michael Ian Black saw that he was comfortable enough to just start giggling and laughing and stuff, it pretty much gave him away as a tell and. And uh, he called and and took him down. So it was it was pretty uneventful game to be honest with you. I mean, it, you had heard that three p- players got taken out hand after hand, three hands. and so that was that was pretty awful. But uh, yeah, it, it was kind of cool. The funny thing is, somebody commented, "Jorge has the bigger pair." So that was kind of funny, and he, that would be a good sound clip to just use, right? Yeah, right. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> I took some screen captures and put those out in our show notes so just check that out let's see here stephanie you got some lost news for us don't you i just found um just a couple things again off lost links and the one is on on the lost links page it's titled juicy stuff for the fall if you click on it it goes to an ask osiello page where Mm -hmm. it's just a bunch of questions you have to scroll down really far to find the one about lost but he mentions that if you listen to the latest podcast with Damon and Carlton that they give some information about season three. So I hadn't seen that before, and I hadn't listened, and and so I thought that that was fun. Yeah, they they don't give a whole lot they of give, information. Well, he though. didn't say they give a whole lot. He just says they gave some. Okay. So I'm sorry. Maybe that just wasn't good enough for you. It was great, babe. I love it. Yeah, right. That was the so, best news story I ever heard in my life. Whatever. Well, and, you can uh, patronize me about my awesome video podcast that I spent so much time on. <laughs> Don't get me started. Okay, and then there's one called New Blood on the Emmy Wish List, and it is an article by Chuck Berry, and he gives his, which what I, I would assume would be his wish list for, um, for the Emmy nominations, which will be announced on, I believe, July 6th. 
You you even listening to me? No, I was hoping that you wouldn't point out the fact that I wasn't listening to you. I'm sorry. I mean, they're listening to you. Well, I know, but... And I would... See, I tried to tell you this before. I listen to you when I go back and edit the show. When you edit me out, that's when you listen to (laughs) me. No, I don't. (laughs) So anyway, Chuck Berry's um, article on his Emmy wish list has some of our favorites. He has um, Lost for Best Drama. He has Matthew Fox for Best Lead Actor. Um, Jorge Garcia for Best Supporting Actor, which I think would be really cool to see that. And um, and just other stuff. And, you know, if you follow any other shows and you know, Grey's Anatomy's on there and, and, and some others. So, um... So that was cool. I liked that. Very cool. And on our Generally Speaking Lost Forum, there is a section called Lost in the News. Mm -hmm. And there you can find these Lost stories. Season 2 DVDs. There is a new release date. They were going to release them in October. But they've now pushed it back or actually brought it forward to September. So you can get those in September now. And of course, you can already download Season 2 off of iTunes. Uh, Lost on Broadway. Now, there was this kind of... uh, goofy, you know, jokingly video done out there on the internet, but they actually are going to do Lost on Broadway. It's kind of like an off-off-Broadway kind of production. There's information in the, uh, generally speaking, Lost Forum, Lost in the News segment. People in New York can actually go and and, and view this. Perhaps you might want to check that out. It's uh, only for a couple days there, so there's information again on our on our forum and then there's a hawaii native who's going to sing japanese for a a japanese song for lost and uh there's a little bit of details there uh from moderator matt regarding that Mm -hmm. and then of course uh we have moderator matt's good at finding stories yeah he scoops and andrew s sent us a link to a movie trailer for the movie called pulse and this is the new movie starring ian Summerhalter, uh, also known as Boone, to us. And I am going to go ahead and play this movie trailer for you, which is kind of freaky. Josh? Josh, it's Maddie. Oh my god. What are you doing? I don't know. That's what's driving me crazy. Maddie, I just got this weird email. It has to be a virus. I mean, this computer probably still logged on. I wasn't even hooked up to the internet last night. The cable was unplugged. When I booted the drive, this is what came up. They seem to be caught in there. Who are these people? They're all dead. How long have you been watching them? No, I think the question is, is how long have they been watching me? What's that? It's from Josh. Keeps what out? What if the dead... Oh my God. ...made a connection? What if their pain... Became ours. What if our life became theirs? That's what was in the bathroom. And on the bus, it's following me. I'm not crazy. I 
It's like they've been here the whole time. They were looking for a door and we gave it to them. is one freaky looking movie. That does not look like a movie I will see. But I will tell you that I probably... Or sound, because I didn't see the clip. <laughs> I just listened to it. But I tell you, it, it, it's interesting, because it, you even immediately pointed out, as soon as you heard it, they're all dead. Recap, for those of you who missed it, my Legion of Conspiracy Spice has been following the Hanso Foundation since 92 when they were forcefully ejected from the Congo. I mean, seriously, to be forcefully ejected from the Congo? How bad do you got to be? What does a clown have to do to get ejected from the circus? What does a rat have to do to get ejected from the sewer? So uh, some of my Conspiracy Spice went deep sea fishing off the coast of East Asia because they heard about our Hanso friends' little offshore research platform. And they can't see it, but uh, what they can see is the skinny little line sticking way up in the sky. Now, what do you guys think that might be, huh? Who are we kidding? Hope you've got your foil helmets on, boys and girls. Next caller. Dan, this is Franklin. I teach bioengineering at a Big Ten university. Hot, hot, Franklin. Hike me the info. Well, what I'm worried about is nanotechnology. Uh, nanotech what? Nanotechnology. It's essentially the miniaturization of machines down to the molecular level. Oh, wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. You you mean robots so small they're invisible? That sounds awful. Why would anybody want to do that? Well, there's there's lots of useful applications. Medicine, computers, or, for example, you could capture billions of these nanites. Nanites? Nanites? Is that geek for invisible tiny robots? Right. You could capture them in an electromagnetic field and have them float over, say, wheat fields, acting as a poison-free pesticide. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. What, what, what does that even look like? If, you, if a bunch of these, uh, these uh, nano thingies got together, what, what are we talking about here? Something like a storm cloud. <laughs> okay, Frankie, you know, sometimes a storm cloud is just a storm cloud. So, so wait a second, so wait a second. So, uh, so you're saying these, uh, these tiny invisible robots uh, can kill? Well, you heard it, folks. Tiny, invisible, killer brains. And I was worried about the Hanso Foundation. Is this island he's referring to the island? Is the nanotechnology or the storm cloud he refers to the smoke monster? 
This week we learned what Dharma stands for. There was a new hole and message at the Persephone site inside the Hanso site. And by looking at the names of the PIC files we've received so far, the password after converting the numbers in those file names into letters is light sequence again. Then you go to the mental health appeal section and note the new inquire today section in the lower right corner. After clicking the arrow in the box marked tell us a bit more about yourself, you enter the password. Keep in mind for this to work you will probably have to have completed some of the other previous trials. This then takes you to a room where a computer sits. You click on the computer to get started in playing a game much like the Light Up Simon game from the 80s, only this time with the hieroglyphic symbols on the screen. As you do this game, you are rewarded every so often at the intervals that meet the numbers with a word. Each one of these words comes together to give us the definition of Dharma, the Department of Heuristics and Research on Material Applications. Let me say that again. The Department of heuristics and research on material applications. Now if we only knew what that meant. Let's go ahead and talk about what's coming up on Lost in our summer review of seasons one and two. This isn't what was supposed to happen. What's going to happen? You don't want to know what was supposed to happen. I know. Because you don't know what's going to happen. You know what? We're not going to find out. Don't Don't you you want to know? You don't want to know. <laughs> My favorite episode's coming up next. You want to tell us what it is? It's Walkabout with See, Locke. Season one, episode number four. four. And uh, we are going to do our best to get that out to you this weekend. However, uh, we're not going to promise anything. Uh, the best thing to do... Close to perfectionist. It'll be out. I don't know. I, I, I tell you, it has been very difficult for you and I to have some personal time alone outside of podcasting and and over Didn't this... Megan even say that the other day? What'd she say? We sent her we were putting them to bed early so we could have some some time by ourselves we were gonna watch I think we were gonna watch Lost last week. And she says, You guys have time all by yourself all the time and we disagreed with her and she goes, Aha, when you podcast <laughs> Yeah, so Stephanie and I, like I said, even our kids know. <laughs> we're we're reevaluating our recording schedule, and we're trying not to overdo this. We're enjoying this way too much, and uh, we definitely don't want to get burned out. So, like I said, we may move to one episode a week for a while, unless something really crazy happens. So, but the next episode to be watching and to comment, you can go ahead and start calling now with your comments regarding walkabout, you know, and, and tell us. Uh, again, give us some character analysis. Just do some comments about what you think about John Locke, who he is as a person, what what may have happened to him in the past, how, you know, just why do you think he ended up being the way that he is? And um, then I just have some announcements and update for our just general things going on. Uh, mm-hmm. First off, I want to uh, apologize for our website problems that we've experienced recently. On Saturday, everybody that went to our server, uh, or our websites, saw that service had been suspended. And uh, I, silly me, I tried to send out an email to 700 people all at the same time and, and completely crashed their server and they suspended my service until we could uh, work out why. Until we ripped them a new one. 
because we pay for their service, and I think they have no right to suspend it without did asking. Did you just first. say ripped them a new one? I did. Why would you say that? Because I wanted to. You just wouldn't let me. <laughs> I, I, we honestly, we pay them. I think they should have asked first. I do believe they should have asked first, and I did tell them that. Uh, we use Ready Set. Connect. You just said it nicer than I would have. <laughs> we use ReadySetConnect.com for our all of our website services. And um, sporadically, every now and then, we just have some server problems. But uh, we but, get I mean, the they, suspended they notice. Just, yeah, and they didn't just affect, you know, your personal website. It was it was your work. And, yes, my and, office I mean, website. Everything. everything goes off of what I use there. So, anyway, they suspended it because I guess they thought I was spamming people with, you know, with... Well, I get blah. spam all the time. Ain't nobody suspending their services. <laughs> No doubt. Well, it got worked out, and uh, we had it, you know, Saturday evening we had it working. And then, if it couldn't have gotten any worse, most of the day today, they had a server outage. And so, you know, it's just frustrating. But the thing is, we don't pay a whole lot for it. You know, I think we pay about, you know, $29 a month or something of that nature. So, you know, it's it's just frustrating. It doesn't matter what you pay, you pay. I do pay. Anyway, we want to thank our sponsor, uh, Chris at CreatureHTPC.com. I just want to say a couple things about Chris and his store and his products. You'll have to go to his website just to read up on all the specs and all the details. But uh, one of the things that is amazing about his home theater PCs is that it obviously has the DVR or uh, PVR, whichever you want to call it, uh, capabilities, where you, he, you can actually record multiple channels at the same time onto it. So you can be watching one show and probably even record two different shows. It can work with cable or satellite. Uh, it is also DivX compatible. Now, for those of you who use BigTorrent to re- download completely 100% independently produced legal films that are encoded in DivX, you can watch those on your HTPC or your home theater PC. Here's the cool thing that you can't do with the regular DVRs that I've had experience with. You can actually schedule recording remotely from anywhere in the world. So if you're on a business trip in your hotel room and you hear about a show that's coming on... You realized you forgot to set your timer for Lost. Exactly. You can do that. Or if you found out that Lost is going to start a minute early and run 10 minutes minutes late, late. you can do that from your hotel room. Several of us had those issues this season. And here's the big thing. You can actually watch what you have recorded on your home theater PC via the internet from anywhere in the world. It will stream the video and audio to you through the internet. And there's a whole lot more that you can do. I really encourage you to support our show by contacting Chris at CreatureHTPC.com. I'll put a link in the show notes. And if you mention our name, Generally Speaking Podcast, he will give you, I think, $100 off of the system if you decide to purchase one from him. So again, please do mention our name if you have any contact with Chris at all so that he can see that his sponsorship is paying off for him. Uh, And finally, I want to thank you very much to all the people, to the 147 people who have voted for our podcast on podcastalley.com. We are currently ranked 25th out of more than 20,000 podcasts. Now, that is just absolutely amazing. Here's the deal. If we can get 150 more votes 
we will be put into the top 10 of more than 20,000 podcasts. If we are put into the top 10, it will just be amazing. Now, I so far, I have 134 people who have emailed me and said, add me to your list to remind me to vote every month for your podcast. And what that means is we already have enough people on our reminder list to when I send it out at the first of the month that we should be guaranteed a top 10 position for at least the first week on Podcast Alley. But if you want to help us out, please vote for us if you haven't done so already. And if you would be willing to vote for us on a monthly basis, please email me at cliff at ravenscraft.org and just put in the subject line, add me to the list. And we want to send out a very special thank you to Michelle W. and Vicky S., for their contributions via the PayPal donate button at generallyspeakingpodcast.com. We just very much appreciate those of you who contribute financially to our show. Absolutely. And that's pretty much all I have for this week. And uh, we're going to go ahead so and... I need to add one last yawn and, and then I'll be done. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm glad that uh, you said that because one of the things I do need to add before we close out the show... Rem Levictois has put together some awesome new sound effects for us, uh, some voiceover work, and he did all the new bumpers for our new segments and did them so quickly that I just, I'm just so impressed by his work and and then the very little time that he he took to put that together. So Rem, thank you very much. And if anybody out there needs somebody to do some voiceover work or some audio work for your production of any type. Uh, you need to contact Rem Levictois, and uh, I'm not supposed to mention it yet, but I'm sure if you go there, there's at least some contact information, how to get a hold of him at remsvoice.com. And so that takes care of everything, and so until next time, let's stay Stay lost. You have been listening to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. You can make our show even better with your feedback. Call our listener comment line at area code 413-521-0958 to leave your comments and questions. And please, start with your name and where you're calling from. If you would like to contribute to our weekly podcast, simply click on the PayPal Donate button on our website at www.generallyspeakingpodcast.com. Join us next week for another edition of Generally Speaking. Thanks for listening.